0: debut episode of Fresh Ears, a podcast where three dudes just sit around a coffee table and talk about music. Um, before we really get started, I want to want to introduce myself and my co-host here. My name is Alex. To my right, I have John Mark. And to his right, he has Eddie hey, Trezino. So the concept of this podcast is each week, we're each going to pick an album. The other two are going to um, listen to each album, um, listen to it enough to get a good, formulated opinion on it and then we're going to talk about it. One of the reasons we decided to do this was we all three love music, we listen to music every day, we grew up on music, we go to shows all the time and there's a lot of music that we can enjoy together but there's also parts of our music taste that go in many different directions um, and that's why we thought that this could be this was a pretty good idea. It'll. It'll cause for some great conversation. It'll also help us explore new music and just kind of uh, grow our, our tastes a little grow bit. Grow as men. Yeah, yeah, we're going to grow. It, and it's just going to be fun. You know, we're, we're in the middle of a, of a global pandemic right now. There's not much to do, so why not listen to music? It's one, it's one of the best things you can do right now.
1: I've always wanted to be taller.
0: That's right. <laughs> All right. So you guys got anything to say before we get rolling?
1: Oh, that's good. Let's do it, baby.
0: All right. So, uh, to get us started, John Mark is going to fill us in on what he gave us this week. My
2: album this week is Funeral by Arcade Fire. I chose Funeral by Arcade Fire because it is on my short list of. 10 out of 10 Masterpiece Albums Uh, I think I first heard of Arcade Fire when we were in high school and they won um, Best Album at the Grammys for the Suburbs I think that was in 2010-2011 and so uh, I went back, listened to their discography and Funeral is their, uh, their first their debut album and I think front to back every single song is a beautiful, emotional ride that I could listen to over and over again. and I wouldn't do a, a single damn thing to change this album. Um, and Arcade Fire remains I mean, one of my favorite bands because of it. Um, I don't know if you, how much you want to get into my thoughts on it before we get to you guys, um, but I think it's in my top three albums to cry to. I think have. Late crying in This album, since high school, uh, it's amazing, and I love it. And I want to hear what you guys
0: think. About. All right, so uh, I'm gonna start off with my review of "Funeral" by Arcade Fire. Um, I want to start off with by saying, I haven't, I haven't listened to a lot of Arcade Fire. All I've really listened to is what <laughs> you showed me in the past. I remember when I was in college, I and they released "Reflector." I downloaded that and had that on my iPod, and I listened. I listened to it a good bit, I, I liked it, but that's all I really knew about it. Uh, actually, let, let me say it. I really didn't listen to it that much. It was just kind of one of those albums that you downloaded. It's on your iPod. That's, it's on your iPod, but you didn't listen to that much. But, uh, so I was pretty excited um, when you gave me this album, because I've always kind of wanted to to dig a little bit deeper into their discography, but I've never really had the, the willpower to do it. Um, <laughs> cuz Cause I, cuz cause i know they're like a pretty they they're, they're a pretty like big band, you know. I feel like you know, they have they have 5 albums, but i feel like they have a pretty expansive discography. Cuz i feel like i don't know, i just feel like if you're going to dive into Arcade Fire, you got to be ready for it. You got to dive in. You know, they're not just that band you can just turn on and listen to. I say that now, but but that opinion changes. Um, so all right, so it starts off with tunnels, hey, number one. which is my favorite track on the album. This uh, this song just there's just something about it that I love. I instantly added this track to my uh, to my playlist of songs that I listen to on a daily basis.
2: What's your what, what's your playlist called these
0: days? Uh, so for each <laughs> season, I create a playlist that I listen to. It's kind of I kind of come up with a pun. Um, that goes with the name of the season well this one's a quarantine play- playlist and it's called quarantine on my back um <laughs> oh, boy. so all right so funeral by arcade fire so this album came out in 2004 it's i feel like this album is definitely of its time it sounds a lot like a lot of the indie rock bands that were out during that time like the killers a uh, spoon even sounds a little bit i, I get a get some LCD sound system vibes when listening to them as well. But I listened to a lot of those bands back in the mid-2000s, and I, I'm, I wonder how I missed out on Arcade Fire. Um, a lot of those bands... I, I Because they didn't have a song on the OC. Well, good segue. So a lot of those bands that, that I listened to that were like that, I was introduced by a show called The OC, which ran from, I believe, 2004 to 2009. And... That show introduced me to a lot of the bands that I love, a lot of the band music that I still listen to this, to this day. It formed, formed my music taste. Um, and I, when I was doing some research, I discovered that Arcade Fire was one band that the director of the show wanted to feature on the show. They, they were like the top band that he wanted to get on the show, but he was just never, never able to, to make it happen. Um, so many of these songs, when I was listening to them, I was like... This would sound perfect just on the background of the O.C. But really, this album just made me feel a ton of emotions. Um, well, yeah,
2: that's what I want to talk about. Because last earlier this week, after the first time you had heard it, you told me you will not know how many more times you can listen to it.
0: Well, the first listen through, I really was listening to the lyrics, like specifically on Tunnels. Mm-hmm. And it's talking about like, he's talking about the people that he cares for and if anything was wrong for him doesn't matter if he was halfway across the world he'd, he'd build a tunnel to get to him and, and, and be with them and help them out and it just well the first listen through I listened to late at night and you, you know how, how your mind works at the time of, time of the day but yeah it just made me feel a lot of things it, it makes you feel everything from, from sadness all the way to happiness it, it covers the entire spectrum I, I love think, I
2: think the lyrics throughout are pretty
0: Crushy. they are they're very crushing so John Mark let me borrow the record for this album in vinyl. on vinyl and I love how well let me, let me preface that by saying I was doing a little bit of research on Wikipedia and I saw that they the reason it's called funerals because all the members of the band had just they had just experienced death in their lives
2: and that's saying something because there's approximately three million people in Arcade Fire
0: yeah there's a lot of do you know how many there. people are in the band? I think.
2: Said that, 3 million. That's I that's right. think there's seven, like studio, like core members. But mm-hmm. when, they, when they tour, there's probably fifteen people on stage.
0: Well, on the record, the insert on the record is like a funeral pamphlet. Mm-hmm. And that's—I feel like that's so unique and so creative. I love it. It's—I love when when vinyl records do stuff like
2: that. I only have I only have that in reflector on vinyl from Arcade Fire. Mm-hmm. But both of them are really, really cool releases.
0: Yeah. So this is actually an album that I am going to seek out on vinyl because...
2: Uh, did you dislike anything? Let me tell you what I... Dis- there's, if I had to dislike anything, if I had to dislike one thing, and, it had, and, and for me, it's not anything to do with the band itself. I think it's just how one song has been used. Uh, the song Wake Up, which is probably the most known Arcade Fire song, one of them at least, except for maybe the suburbs. It just to me now because it's been in so many commercials and like movies and stuff it just feels like it's a car commercial sometimes
0: see, see I don't think I've ever heard it before I've never heard oh, any wow. I probably have heard these songs somewhere but I, listening to this album there wasn't one song in the album where I was like oh I've heard this before mm-hmm. um, I
2: think I think specifically it was used in the trailer for Where the Wild Things Are which I never saw <laughs> I never <laughs> oh. saw that either but, but not in the movies I, I've heard that it's just in the zeitgeist so much, and I've heard mm-hmm. it so many different places that, you know, sometimes I skip over when I listen to the album, but it's not because the song itself is bad, Just because it's kind of played out for me a little bit.
0: Yeah, so my favorite track was Tunnels. I also loved Wake Up. I love the, in the middle of the track where it kind of transitions to the, the orchestral part of the song, I love that. I think this is really, this is really good music to just kind of put on in the background when you're doing something. It's a great album. Like if you're so when I study or do work, it's hard for me to be productive when there's words in the music, like when there's lyrics. Like I'm normally the most productive when I'm just listening to instrumental music, but I there was a few times this week where I was doing work and I and I put this on in the background and it didn't bother me at all. It just kind of beautiful score type type music, and it, it was great. I think it's a good album to drive. Yeah. Too. I love this album. I'm going to revisit it. Hell yeah! Uh, it's it's great. I don't know why I'm discovering it for the first time in 2020. It just it feels like like a music like the type of music you'd hear in the mall in the mid in the mid 2000s. Like if you walked into like <laughs> in a, a packed sun. in like a pack <laughs> Sun, yeah. Seriously, uh, I get some
1: uh, a hacky sack of this music.
0: Yeah, so I really enjoyed this album. If I were ever to go to a big festival like a Coachella or a Lollapalooza or a Firefly, I would definitely wait till the end of the day to see Arcade Fire because they're one of those bands that they're. I'm well, sure. Well, I told you last night
2: to listen to watch I, their 2011 set. I and couldn't I did. find the whole thing on YouTube. Well, I just watched. I just it's watched. Like in pieces.
0: I just watched the performance of Tunnels. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm definitely gonna listen to more Arcade Fire albums. I Watch the whole show, and everyone
2: listening. Arcade Fire's Coachella 2011 set. One of the best, I mean, I wasn't there live, but, it's, but watching it's one of the, I just love watching it. I think it's so good. It's like an hour and a half, but.
0: So I just remember something before I, before I gave my final ranking. My
2: we, went, we went to the end of that.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah. So my, my introduction, my very first introduction to this album was my art teacher in high school. Whenever we, it was time to just do work and not teach and we were just painting or drawing or whatever he would always put on Arcade Fire hmm. and that's the only music it? it was a art teacher in in high school too. yes and uh <laughs> that's all he would ever play so apparently he was a huge Arcade Fire fan and yeah that's just the type of music it is I feel like it's it's music to put in the background and just kind of vibe out too so yeah there's my review what'd you think Eddie yeah
1: so the first time I heard this song was uh in song? Uh, uh whichever one was playing in the animatronics Oh, that's timeless. Sang- that's timeless. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Right. I thought it was. <laughs> so yeah, there was like a video of animatronics scene. Like the Chuck, like one. the Chuck E. Cheese. Some, some guy, title He had a. Um, he
2: he does more than that. He does several songs, but he has a, the full like Showbiz Pizza, animatronic band, that he like injects his own songs into, and like they all do it. Tunnels is one of those. Wait,
1: it's one of the guys from the band?
2: Yeah, it's one of the animatronics. No, no, no,
1: no, no, Like, one of the people... No, 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 people. no, no, no. Oh. Well, you said he injects his own songs into it. Meaning, songs that weren't played oh. by Show This Pizza, it okay. Show This Pizza. Uh, it,
2: yeah, they do Neighborhood of Tunnels, and it's great.
1: Let's check that out. Yeah, it's very. it really makes a feel what the music's trying to tell you. <laughs> to so, yeah, a, that's... To uh, watch a fake rat. Yeah, well, there's like a drummer I remember. Yeah, they go hard. They do. I think that should be the next Coachella set, twenty uh, twenty-five. Yeah, I'd
0: be, would be up for
1: it. Yeah. So yeah, I listened to the album and uh, it was pretty good. I think it was uh, atmospheric. The lyrics are pretty good. When you pick, when I picture the band, I picture them like in black and white on a stage, like crooning into the microphone and like people playing piano and violin. And so like I did imagine. Wait, which one it is yeah, I did imagine, like, three million people on stage and all, like, at, like looking very uh, profoundly while they're playing.
0: Well, I know one of their tours, they required formal wear for everyone. Yeah, to the, the, so
1: they were, no, 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 no. It oh, was, I think uh, that's,
0: I think it that's was the, awesome. It was the
2: reflector tour. And it was either, they didn't require it, but they heavily suggested you either come in costume or in formal wear. I love oh, that. Oh, costume. That, that'd be so and cool. And I think they were playing, I don't know if they were playing Morgantown. Whoa. I no, crazy. no. I think, Whoa, that'd be crazy. I, no, thought I think
0: they'd they played man. PPG. Okay, well, I
2: know I really wanted to go. I didn't end up going, but I really, really wanted to go.
0: What but, yeah. costume would you have worn? Oh, I don't know.
2: But the, the, the Reflector, <laughs> I remember when Reflector came out, they had this big special on after the season premiere of Saturday Night Live. And it was really weird. And it had all these weird celebrities in it. And I was like, man, this is really,
1: this is the thing for me. Sorry, I didn't mean to step on you. That's okay. That was very profound. That was very all clear. Awesome. Um, yeah, uh, my favorite song um, was probably I did like Wake Up, but I'd never heard it before. I don't remember it being in a car commercial. But <laughs> Maybe it's not. I don't know. Why I, I don't funny. know. I don't remember. Maybe I've heard it, but I didn't recognize it. But yeah, that was pretty good. It was cool that there's like four or five songs called Neighborhood because they all sounded different. But I guess they were getting at the but, same
0: thing. But they all yeah. So yeah neighborhood yeah. one, two, three. And they four. all kind all of had a parenthetical title. Yeah. They so, all kind of connected with each other. Yeah, yeah. That, that was pretty
1: cool. My favorite one of those was probably the first one or Neighborhood Number Three, parentheses, power out yeah, parentheses. Power really good. I like that one a lot. I, I get a little tired when music is really long, when songs are really long, but no, these weren't, these were, you know, held my attention pretty good. I didn't really get that emotional, but maybe I need to, like, really lay on my bed and think about You're it. You're not an emotional person. I kind of am, but, but I don't know. When it's not introspective, I get more emotional. When, when it's not introspective, I don't get into it as much. Well, you... I didn't think this was... Like, this was... I mean, yeah, there's some... You know, I think... I, I forgot to mention my favorite track,
2: and it's Rebellion. I like that. That's pretty one. good. I think the the combo of Haiti, Rebellion, and the backseat to end the album is like, yeah, you I like the, the back
0: seat. Well, you asked me what I didn't like about the album, and the only thing I didn't like the album was in the seat. Oh, you not like the backseat? I didn't, oh, like, I, like that one. I didn't like how it closed out. This was oh, a- I think it's uh, so powerful. I didn't like that song. And it's just so operatic at the end. Well,
1: I mean, I knew it was coming because, like, these kind of bands love their last song to be, like... <laughs> <laughs> well, I love that. Huh? I mean, I usually do, yeah. I mean, it was good. Um, yeah, uh, let me think. Oh, like when you said Haiti, hey, I thought you were saying hey, T, because some people call me T for Trezino. You know. What have I, we've only really <laughs> had it for almost three years. It, well, hey, have t. I, t- never,
0: I thought you were saying I have hand. never heard
1: one person call you T. Nope.
0: Well, your official name on of the podcast is no T. <laughs> All right, <laughs> T here,
1: and here's my review of Funerals by the band Arcade Fire that came out in 2000. Funeral. Funeral, singular. Yeah, so uh, I liked it pretty good.
0: All right. I don't um, know.
2: Final grades. 10 out of 10, clearly. I think probably eventually we'll get to all my top five. I have a very set in stone top five of records. and um, I think that and one other, which you could probably very easily guess, are probably never leaving my top five.
0: So for me, I'm going to give this a solid 8 out of 10. It's an album I... I'm going to look for in vinyl it's one I'm gonna to listen to again the only reason I didn't give it higher than an 8 is because I have a hard I time. have a hard time differentiating the tracks between each other like they all kind of have the same vibe you know like I like it'd be hard for me to hear neighborhood number four kettles and be like oh, yeah. oh that's that's kettles I well, don't that I could do that the, right <laughs> I love Seven of kettles that's that's the only thing I would I would have against it which isn't necessarily a bad thing but yeah I give it an eight out of ten.
1: Uh, I'd probably give it about an eight, maybe seven, seven and eight. Give me a real answer. It's got to settle. Seven point. Let's let's okay. 3 three.
2: Let's take a moment here and get real. A moment of silence. Let's let's get real for a second. It's okay to, to admit that we recorded an episode before this, just to test the waters. Whoa. And Eddie, and we're not gonna mention what happens. <laughs> we're on there, but Eddie, I think, didn't want to hurt her feelings. And gave the albums a little bit of higher ranking than he would have otherwise. Don't hold back. So I'm telling you, don't
0: do that.
1: Yeah, this is a 7. 7.9. Okay. Let's... Yeah, I liked it. I liked it pretty good.
0: 7.9. 7.9. Not an 8. 8. Alright, so we, we... Hold on. What makes it a 7.9 not an 8?
1: Because, like, I just... What's that point .1? What, uh, what's
2: missing that you would have to get It's it a
1: little too long. I wouldn't want to listen to the whole thing that much.
0: All right. What? Well, all right. So we got an 8 out of 10 from Alex, a 7.9. Can I like just
2: Eddie. say, I'm so glad my album went first because I'm really going to rip into these next two. All
0: right. Uh, me too. All <laughs> right. Well, and we got a 10 out of 10 from <laughs> John Mark. So when we come back, we're going to talk about Eddie's album. So uh, we'll see you then.
1: Alright, my name's Eddie Trezino, and I chose for the first album of uh, Fresh Years the Podcast, License to Ill by the Beastie Boys. Oh, uh, so yeah, I picked License to Ill because I really uh, got into the Beastie Boys kind of in high school. My one friend liked them and kind of like listened to them while driving. Uh, Well, not that much, but uh, yeah, License to Ill is like their, their, like, also their debut album. It came out in nineteen eighty six. Um, yeah, the beast so in high school I like you know, this is like people probably know a lot of these songs. They've got Paul Revere, You Gotta Fight for Your Right to Party, Brass Monkey, No Sleep for Brooklyn. There's a lot of like hits that a lot of people know from the Beastie Boys on this. And back in high school, as you might be able to tell, I liked like wacky things and like I liked it. The- the Beastie Boys are just a bunch of, like... Wow, God. what changed? Yeah, I like... Yeah, not anymore. I'd never... Oh, man, wacky. Get it away from me. But anyway, um, so I just really liked how, like... They just seemed really silly, and, like... I liked Fight for Right to Party, because it's, like, a, you know, ironic. <laughs> uh, and they're just... Uh, they kind of reminded me of me, because I'm just a, an obnoxious guy yelling things. And I think... Some John Mark mentioned that... A little before off mic, there's some misogynistic lyrics and things. Hey, don't step on my review. Well, okay, well I don't, I, I don't remember much of the lyrics of like that of that reference that, but I'm sure that there are problematic things, which I don't, you know, obviously don't agree with. But I think that the core of the hits, especially, are just really good and fun, and I can't think. Maybe girls might have a couple lines that I can't think of. But, I just think that it's fun, and I like to jam to the Beastie Boys. And that is my review of License to Ill. Okay. So, John Mark, what did you think
2: of License to Ill? I had only known the Beastie Boys from their biggest hits before this. I had known Breast Monkey, No Sleep Till Brooklyn, Fight for Your Right to Party, and Sabotage. Oh, and Intergalactic
0: Planets. Oh, Intergalactic Planets. So, yeah, I don't know. those
2: are really the only ones that I had known. Boy, if I could have kept that way. <laughs> because let me tell you, I did not like this. Uh, coming out of this, the only ones I can say that are still okay, well, I ne- I've never liked Fight for Your Right to Party. I uh, I think ironic stuff with, with no substance or meaning like that is just... I don't have any respect for it. But No Sleep Till Brooklyn is still really, really good. And Breast Monkey is still great. And... Uh, girls would be on that list because the beat and everything is amazing i love that and but the lyrics are all about how girls need to stay in the kitchen and clean our clothes uh, is I, I don't remember. <laughs> so so i i really can't uh in good faith add it to the the pantheon of, of two songs that i like in this album did you the like Lex- the deep
1: cuts like the new style posse in effect and no you did not like those ones no
2: i don't he, he, uh, the only thing this is the only
1: hip hop I really like but I mean,
2: well and it's not even I wouldn't even consider I mean obviously it's hip hop and it was the number one it was the first hip hop album to make it the number one on the billboard charts and whatever did not know that I think the success of this album was a fluke entirely I think if it wasn't released at the, this specific moment in 1986 it would just be a blip on the radar and no one would have heard the Beastie Boys again I understand that it's you know influential and well,
1: it's all of its time, I guess, which you know, I guess is no excuse. But well, albums can be of their time,
2: that's not a problem. But Walk This Way by Ren DMC and Aerosmith C&A came out two years before this. Mm. And if you want to talk about rock and, and rap and hip hop mixing, I mean, that's quintessential in that history. But I don't know, man, and I think Alex, you're gonna have some of the same thoughts. Mm-hmm. There's no situation in my life that I can picture where I want to sit down and listen to Paul Revere <laughs> or uh, uh, Slow Ride with the horrible. Slow ride's
1: probably my least favorite one.
2: There's no. Well, and that's why I have a bow to pick with you because the album that I picked on, our, on episode zero, you said that you didn't like it. You liked the one they just played the instruments. You didn't like loops. And all the song is, all this album is, is drum loops and samples.
1: There's a lot of it
2: on, you yeah. know. I don't know. Most of the songs are just three white guys yelling in the same cadence every single song. You
1: <laughs> can't
2: Over it's like a us. basic drum beat. And I, that's just not enjoyable to me. I can't groove to it. I can't vibe to it. The lyrics aren't, they don't invoke anything out of me because it's just three guys yelling about. I
0: don't even know. A think, and a sterling. Yeah, having, <laughs> having,
2: having better rhymes than Abe Vagoda. <laughs> which is probably the only good line on the whole album
1: <laughs>
2: i just like i said it's it's very of its time that doesn't have to be a bad thing i i want to equate it because a lot of new audiences now can go back and watch you know halloween from 1978 and say oh this is boring and all bad and you can but you can still understand how it influenced an entire genre of movies and Likewise, I can understand, but I love Halloween, I don't think it's boring, but I I can understand how this influenced an entire genre of much better music. I don't know, I just, I thought I was really going to enjoy it, and for this to be the only hip-hop you like, when it's, all they talk about is nothing. (laughs) It's so clear to me that you haven't actually sat down and tried to enjoy hip-hop. Oh, uh, before I forget... We can't stop this review without talking about what the original name of the album was. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Which was, don't be a homophobic slur. Which even <laughs> in 1986, I don't know why you think that would fly or be okay. I'm never going to listen to these songs again. And uh, my life
0: will be much better for it. <laughs> Alright, so uh, I want to start off by saying I've always known about the PC Boys ever since I was a kid. I have never liked the Beastie Boys. I have always... They've always been one of those groups that I have extremely disliked. Wow. <laughs> um, even the hits. I don't like any of them. Ooh. I remember the first... You
2: like Sabotage?
0: That's the only one I like. Sabotage
1: is the best song. Sabotage yeah, I mean, is their
0: best song. I pre—I prefer the Beastie Boys as a rock band, not a hip-hop group. I
1: mean, I do too, but yes. like, it's hard to find like the good mixes.
0: So the, o- the only track... The only track I have ever really liked by the Beastie Boys is "Sabotage," and that's because, and there's a reason for that. And that's because when I went because to Universal when I went to Universal Studios a few years back and wrote the, the Poly, Bur- Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket, Ripper, Ripper Rocket, you get to choose a song as you blast off. Um, up the first lift, and the song, I don't even think I picked it on purpose, I think I picked it <laughs> on accident, was sabotaged by the Beastie Boys, and it... That would have been so awesome. And it was awesome, because as you're going up the hill, it's going... And as you go down the first hill, it's... Oh, I can't stand it. I really got ripped off. I, I played the Muppets theme when I went on the rip, oh. rip Rocket. It. Yeah. It's the, 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 so, I, I think it took some time for the Beastie Boys to really hit their groove, because... <laughs> Once they start actually playing instruments and singing a little Did bit, do they ever play their instruments? Yes. Their
1: first album, Polywood Stew, is a punk rock album. that's like in the name of like so. No, jerks.
0: they do. They do play instruments. They do in the later days mm-hmm. too.
1: Yeah, but their first album, they were a punk rock band.
0: So last night I watched a documentary. It's called I Called that. the Beastie Boys story. Yeah. Um, I have a I have Apple an Apple TV trial for a year, and one of the. One of the original movies on there is The Beastie Boys Story. And I watched it um, because I knew that we were going to be talking about this. And, you know, as 53 year old men, they seem like. We're not, oh. They seem like pretty cool dudes. Uh, I will say that. Uh, there were some things about their story that I appreciated when they first became a band and they first started playing shows. They played the first half of their shows hardcore and the last half of their shows. Rap, which is which is mm-hmm. kinda neat. Um, so to to kinda piggyback on what you were saying about them being misogynistic and degrading towards women and
2: uh, I think it should be noted they've they've twenty years ago they apologized for all this
0: stuff. Well, they had a girl yeah. in their they had a girl in their band when they first started. They were a four piece. Mm-hmm. Um, when they were when they started to make license to ill, they kicked the girl out of the band because she didn't fit their vibe. Um <laughs> And yeah, they well, and, yeah. and they heavily regret that decision. They feel very bad for that decision now. And they
2: should feel um, so bad for everything they've
0: done. So I oh, feel man. like wow. when I listen to them, I feel like it's a bunch of dudes wearing clown suits yes. in the booth, just yelling. <laughs> that's what Eddie likes. See, that's
1: why I like it. It's just
0: just like nonsense. yelling.
1: I, I don't know why. I just,
0: nonsense. Like I feel like every song on this album is like straight out of a corny, mad TV skit. Um, I thought yeah, so, well that's the thing, it's so... For <laughs> it's, being
2: the first of its kind, it sounds so derivative. It's, it's 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 what you would think of when you're like... What do you think of any Tracy? <laughs> lame white boy
1: rap. Uh, See,
0: I just think it's so funny and, and I don't... And I'm sure they know. had a ton of fun recording this album because they were just in the booth going, NADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADADAD Alex,
2: you and I had a lot of fun recording our movies in eighth grade too. Those movies <laughs> are either good. Right. They don't have your value. I
0: probably like right. um, them. Uh, I got this from the. Uh, I got this from the documentary. So the the producer on this album was Rick Rubin, Rick Rubin and he's Rubin, like a yeah. highly highly yeah. successful. He's one of the most successful Still producers the in the music industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now he like produces albums for like Jay Z and Beyonce and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But uh Rick Rubin was a huge, huge, huge wrestling fan. Um, The Beastie Boys Boys didn't really like wrestling, but Rick Rubin kind of forced it on them. So Rick Rubin, for License to Ill, wanted them to be like the heel wrestling managers yelling at the side of the ring. So basically, like, like Paul Heyman. Yeah, and it totally makes right. sense because that's yeah. exactly what they sound mm. like. Um the a whole album of Paul Heyman yelling at uh, <laughs> Another interesting bit I got from it was uh, on their very first tour, they opened for Madonna.
2: Really? Which oh. is, yeah, I read that too. They got booed out. There. Which is strange. And
0: then and then their next tour, they, they uh, opened yeah. for Curtis Blow, who was like one of the hottest uh, rap acts of the 80s. So, I respect them for the impact that they've had on the music industry and in hip-hop. Uh, you know, there, there, was hip, there was hip-hop at that time, but a lot of it was, was underground. I think they, they helped bring hip-hop kind of to the forefront. Um, well, Run DMC was actually... Yeah, I don't know if that's true. Run DMC was around before them. Run DMC, they wanted to be like Run DMC. Um, well, Run DMC did some stuff on this album.
1: Which I think yeah, is, they, there some is below
0: them. Yeah, so no, they actually like wrote some stuff. So yeah. there was only one song on this album I really liked, and that was the new style. Okay, um, I like there's this. a part at the very very end. I forget which one it is because I have a hard time. Picking the members. <laughs> I know there's Adrock, uh-huh. MCA, and what Mikey. It, Mike? but uh, uh or MCA, I think. But it's the now guy who goes, This me. is the new guy. <laughs> that one. But at the very end he goes, Hold up, hold up, hold up. We're gonna switch it up right here. And in the beat totally switches up and in when that came in my car was like, oh, that's that's so cool. Like I yeah. loved it. Like I was like, this is this is great. Um, but that's really the only thing I liked on that's the album. Okay. It was it was tough for me to listen to. I hate fight for your right to party. That's so bad. I hate man, brass just, monkey. Oh man. Um, I just think it's the whole album's really corny. Maybe
1: if I liked actual rap, like you guys say, I'd like not like. This well, you don't bit. put it in quotations. Maybe if I liked actual rap. Well, Hip
2: hop is such a. Expansive, wide genre, and you discredit all of it. No, I don't discredit do- And the I only mean, it one, and the only one it. you like is when people are just dicking around in a st- in a studio, okay. not taking it seriously. Yeah, that's.
1: I mean, that's why it's funny. Hey, to each his own. Yeah.
0: Um. So yeah, there's my review of *License to Ill*. Final grades, Joe Mark. Well, first off, Eddie, what do you give this album? Well,
1: I nice did. I did really them. re-listen to it before we did this, so I will just say that. When I first listened to it, I would probably have given it like an eight or nine out of ten. When's the last time you listened to it? Like three years ago. <laughs> I listened to some songs to, like yesterday and today because you mentioned some, and I I still like the hits and like, I mean the deep cuts I didn't remember as much. So, but I mean I I, lo- I enjoy it for what it is, I guess. Give it a numerical. What's, ranking. A, what's our ranking I'll here? I'll give it like a five out of ten. <laughs> I mean, I didn't listen. If, it's a, if I listen to... You
0: can't it. let our opinion sway Why works. are you going to pick a 5 out of 10 to be on this podcast? There's supposed to be albums
2: that we love. Well... Oh, you know what he told me before he started recording? He said, well, I think the album I got this week I actually listened to online. Yeah, this is the next Oh, one, what a concept. The next one is
1: going to be one that I actually think is pretty good. What a concept. I, well, I like the Minute Man, or I mean, the secret album that I picked for our secret album. So
0: are we going to settle on a 5 out of 10 for... Yeah, sure. 2 out of 10. Well, I give it a 4. Um, I give it a 4 out of 10. I only give it a 4 because I respect it. Like, like what I said earlier, I, I respect the impact it made on the industry. And, and I do think they were pretty, they were pretty influential and I will groundbreaking. Say they were
2: influential, but that movie where they just had a... like, a, like a, In the early 1900s, they just had a train coming at the audience was influential, too. <laughs> well, listen, so, I'll say
1: this also. A lot of bands do covers of these songs, like Splatterhouse... But you don't even know what song it was. Yeah, but okay, but they did good covers. You liked them when they played those songs, right? But it wasn't this. Yeah, I know it wasn't this. Teenage Bottle Rocket covers No Sleep Till Brooklyn, and it's great. And the covers sometimes can be better. Right. They were they were real
0: They were very influential. Yeah. They were very groundbreaking. Um, I respect them for that. So, but yeah. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna settle on a four. So we've got two from John, a four from me, and a Question Five out of ten from Eddie. So uh, this one, really, from the three of us collectively, didn't score very high. So, uh, but that's fine. I know there's many of you listening to this probably love the Beastie Boys and oh, the people. I, I that's perfectly to some fine.
2: People. I've talked to some people and shared
0: my thoughts on this, and they were very upset with me. Just because we don't like this album doesn't make it a bad album. Oh no, yeah. no, it's, no, all, it's no. all opinion. We're yeah. a bunch of idiots in a living room, right? Yeah, living. we're just living
1: in the living room. Yep.
0: So uh, we're going we're gonna to take a break here and we're going to hear a word about our sponsors and then we'll be back uh, to talk about my album. So uh, be right back.
1: Guys, it's Eddie Trizino, one of your three hosts, uh, and I just want to shout out some of our sponsors for Fresh Years the podcast. Uh, they do a lot to keep the lights on here, and uh, we really appreciate them. First off, uh, Shin Flillard's Mirror Emporium. He, uh, Shin's a great guy. He's, he uh, hides away under the bridge in Fairmont, but he gives us a lot of money uh, to promote his mirrors. We really appreciate those. Um, so thank you, Shin. Uh, our next sponsor, Alien Town. Uh, so Alien Town is a new company that just started. Uh, they're kind of a small small business right now, but uh, they're getting going and we'll hopefully hear more from them later. Um, so lastly, uh, so thank you, Alien Town. And lastly, we have Perry's Pens. It gives us a lot of pens. We can't do the podcast without them. Uh, we write things all the time, especially me as a writer. Um, and yeah, so thank you to uh, Perry's Pens.
0: Hey um, Eddie, tell me about Technology Shack.
1: Oh, Technology Shack, oh yes. I can't believe I forgot my buddies at Technology sh- Technology Shack. Um, I'm using their, uh, their, their soda drinking straws right now, uh, sipping in my way. So uh, thanks Technology Shack for all the money you give us. Um, I mean, even though it's only a couple cents a year, we really couldn't keep the lights on without you. So, uh, without further ado, let's go back to
0: Fresh Ears. The album I have selected is Exit Form by Scary Pool Party. (laughs) Alright, so the album I I chose was uh, Exit Form by Scary Pool Party. I'm going to uh, begin my discussion about talking about a hit reality show that started in, I believe, the year 2002 called American Idol. Um, as a young kid, I loved American Idol. It's something I always watched with my mom. Um, I think I watched religiously for the first eight seasons, and then I stopped watching American Idol. I don't know how it happened, but it just kind of got burned out. So let's fast well, forward. Once you
2: get Ruben stuttered. I mean... The
0: hey, there are there are many there are many many musicians on the those first eight seasons that I still listen to her, uh, to this day every now and then. Kelly um, Pickler on American She was, yeah. A, a lot did she of. Win, she didn't. She win. No, um, a lot of a lot of the most successful people from the show didn't win, and, and, and we'll get we'll we'll build upon that. Um, so let's fast forward to uh, twenty eighteen. So so the Fox version of American Idol ran for, I believe, 15 seasons, and then Fox dropped American Idol. So two years later, foxes. no, no, three years later in 2018, ABC revived the show. Um, and my mom started re-watching it. I was not watching it. Um, until season two of the revival, my mom actually told me, she's like, hey, there's this guy who auditioned for American <sighs> Idol who you got to check out. And so I brought up YouTube and I checked out the audition. So this guy walks into his audition. the uh, The judges are Luke Bryan, Katy Perry, and Lionel Richie. And this guy, he's he's wearing a beanie. He's got a flannel on. He looks kind of kind of kind of sweaty and <laughs> 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 you're scrubbing it. <Eddie>. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so he walks in. He's very like he's very humble. He's very soft-spoken, and they're like. Uh, Hi, how are you? What's your background? Yada, yada, yada. Then they asked him who his uh, musical influences are. And he says, Trent Reznor, Chopin, and Bach. Uh, And I'm like, what in the world is this guy going to sound like? So he's got an acoustic guitar with him, and he starts going. And instantly, I have never in my life seen anybody play the guitar like this. It sounds like there's like five people playing the guitar at the same time, and his voice is just like it's as smooth as butter. It's is <laughs> it it is, ooh, it, it is around, so dude. pleasing to the ear. It's so soothing, and the dude is just incredible. And as he's playing, the judges, their jaws are just like, they're they're dropped. They're like, what? This is this is. Out of this and world. And Simon Cowell is no longer on the show. No, no, Simon Cowell is no longer on the show. So he, didn't have any good so, so he finished and they they instantly. Well, Simon Cowell didn't shit on everybody. He just... I know, but. So they instantly. Good. They instantly stood up and started clapping and they were like, I want to see you play a piano song. So he gets on the piano and he's like, he's as good as anyone I've ever heard or seen play the piano. Again, out of this world good. Um, so I was like, I'm on. I'm on board. I'm watching American Idol. So he tore. Up this show he was he was so he was so groundbreaking for American Idol because in previous seasons I feel like American Idol has always been kind of like a it's been a singing show you know it, it, and a lot of it I just kind of felt like people singing karaoke well he really changed the game he opened up the show for like pure musicians and actual artists um, to build upon that the majority of the music that he played on the show were his originals in the finale So he made the the top two in the finale He played one of his original songs and he had an entire orchestra behind him playing his original song You're allowed to do
1: that on American Idol. you are now. I didn't know
0: that. Yeah, <laughs> the so the show changed when ABC. So he completely changed the game. He didn't win and and it's because the, the people who watch Ameri- the majority of the people who watch American Idol like it because it's a singing show, and they like so the kid. did the winner? The, the kid the kid that won his name's Lane Richard Hardy. And he's a, he's a country singer, and but he's he's he wasn't bad. You know I like Lane, but you know Alejandro was is just such an incredible musician. He's he's such a great artist. Um, he didn't win, but I think that worked out to his favor. The day after American Idol ended, he announced a tour, a cross country tour, and it sold out within like two days. So then he, he releases Exit Form in late 2019. And I really, really, really ec- love Exit Form because it displays his, it shows off what he can do from top to bottom. So you're not gonna hear a song like Black Cross or uh, Vampire Shade. american idol um so now he has a platform where he can you know he got people on board with american idol but now he can really show people what he can do and i love exit form because it kind of it's called exit form for a reason it starts off with it's this gripping hard like industrial type sound and as the album moves along it it really evolves there towards the middle the tracks are like it, it turns into tracks well it starts really dark it evolves with some music that you maybe want to dance to or kind of vibe out to, and then it ends just so beautifully with the acoustic jam out loud. Uh, that's actually the song he he auditioned with, and I, I just I just think this dude is incredible. He's super talented. He's super humble. Um, He's probably my most listened to artist of 2019 um, on my Spotify and Last FM and all that stuff. Um, and he really, he really opened up, he really helped American Idol in a way that opens it up for new talent. And it really, really showed this past season that just wrapped up, um, the whole entire top 10 were just incredible artists, um, top to bottom. And I know that he, a lot of that was because of him. I think a lot of people saw him on the show and, and they were like, people like me can go on American Idol and do well. And yeah, I just I just think he's awesome. I love to exit for him. I'm, I'm going to follow his career. And I'm uh, really... Anxious to hear what you guys thought. So, uh, Eddie, what'd you think?
1: Uh, okay, so uh, this is my review of Scary Pool Party, but, or Exit Formed by Scary Pool Party.
0: Let's start. How many
2: days did it take you to listen to this?
1: One. Well, I mean, I listened to it, like, yesterday and then today. Uh, so the first time I've heard of the Scary Pool Party is, Alex, we, we were, like, walking around Fairmont State, uh, just walking, and you were telling me about it. And you played me that one song hold me closer than your fantasy and
0: i was like that's out loud
1: yeah and then like he plays the cool guitar stuff Mm -hmm. really cool i was like wow that's really cool so then you said this was going to be the album that we were going to listen to this week and i was like man it's going (laughs) to be
2: we're so excited yeah
1: i was like wow that's going to be so cool and then the first song is six minutes of an organ going "Mm -hmm." I was like, oh. I mean, it's, it's way more than just that. I know, okay, but. Hey, was, this is Eddie's So when I heard it, I was like, oh. And then the, uh, oh. the next, what's the next song? That So that song is called Black Cross. The next song is called Diamonds, and there's a music video. And I was like, okay, music video. must be a real hit. And then it's another, it's it's a little short. It's three minutes and 22 seconds. And uh, yeah, it's kind of like slow and, and artful. And I was like, oh. And then the third song came on, and I was called Dance the Night Away, and I was like, okay, you can probably
0: dance to this, and I was like, oh. See, I think you can get down to Dance tonight. Night So here's, okay, so I didn't
1: really care for many of the songs except for Out Loud, which was real, probably, it's a great song. I loved it, and I liked uh, Beneath the Skin. There's a lot of cool piano stuff on that right. I liked, and I liked Chola Love, where he's also playing piano. That one was okay. Mm-hmm uh the other ones i just was kind of got bored of and i think his voice is great but uh i don't know it's a little bit too slow but i'll tell you this if if i was going to go to a concert that was like a classical concert in college that i had to go to for class which i did have to go to once for this like appreciating the arts class um i would probably like to see this guy sitting esteemed in seats with my tuxedo and wine,
0: well, his, his shows are his shows look awesome. He's like on my list of people I want to see. They're they're like.
1: Well, if he opens the pit, like that's
0: dude. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if he opens the pit. I, <laughs> you don't think he opens the pit? They they really amp <laughs> up all the, the tracks pit
2: for Vampire Shade. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Oh! They they really they really amp up all the tracks to ten live. They're, Do they? They're, they're great live. Yeah, that Vampire
1: Diaries song wasn't that good? or what, Vampire Shade. Vampire Shade, not Vampire. What's Vampire Diaries? It's a TV, it's a TV show. show. Oh yeah. I didn't like I thought I was gonna like that one, but it wasn't that good.
2: You figured it because it
1: had the word vampire yeah, in it. Yeah, I was like, okay, most song a lot of songs that have vampire in them I really like. Name five. A Vampire Party by uh, Crime and Eat. Uh-huh. Vampire Weekend is a band that is Nope, cool. doesn't count. Uh Vampire Party by Lipstick Homicide. Vampire Party Part Two by Lipstick Homicide. Alright. Okay, well anyway, there's a lot of good songs of Vampire. Uh, I don't know Alex I, I just was expecting this to be really guitar oriented
0: well and I'll tell you out loud is amazing I love it Well it's, lucky you he has great. announced that his next album um, is going to be acoustic okay much. so let me ask you this too is is this his band or is it like his solo project It's a solo project okay. so all the sounds that you are hearing are all him okay like he's doing everything on his that's team. impressive I mean, I mean impressive. He's, he's so talented yeah i think we
2: should preface that eddie and i are gonna we're really tearing in well, i haven't torn into it yet <laughs> the man is clearly way more talented than Oliver.
1: B. Yeah, like yeah and it's great. the same with the beast he's 25 board. he's the same age as it's the not leader. i'm not
2: i'm not saying i'm better than them you know i'm just a, a schmuck and this
1: my so idea. yeah listen if they i just was maybe if i was expecting this i'd like it more yeah but and like i just saw the titles and i was like okay this is probably a fun song
0: that you sing on american idol for simon cowell well, it's right. called Exit Form for a reason, because he's kind of, he's starting off with the, mu- like, the Nine Inch Nails, Trent Reznor influence yeah, is, is, is there. And but,
1: like, Trent Reznor is like, when you listen to Nine Inch Nails, it sounds like dirty and gritty,
0: which I really like. I feel like. Like, like the first half of this album is but, very dirty and gritty. But it's
1: just not, a, I don't know, Trent Reznor really knows how to make you, like, it. well, Trent Reznor's voice is also like, oh, I'm Trent.
2: Right. Trent Reznor is one of the, like that industrial style. It's cool. It's something I would I think I'll only ever like of Trent Reznor.
0: So I thought that it was called. I, I, well I like it, but I, but it's easier for me to like and appreciate because I appreciate him so much as a musician. You know, you know what I'm saying. I'm
1: sure he's a cool cat. Yeah. I thought it might have been called Exit for him because he was like eating at a breakfast diner and you no. and you were the chef. Like the waitress asked the chef who the meal was for, and the chef was like eggs. It for him. <laughs> How long did it take you to come up with that? I thought about it yesterday. It was waiting. For and you you,
0: you held on to it for a whole day. I saved it. I, to save it.
1: I saved it for now. Okay, well that's it for my review. Of what'd you? What'd you Exit. think? What'd you
0: think of ten years? I mean, 10, 10, uh, ten years. Ten years literally sounds like it's like it makes me feel like I I'm like like floating one, okay. on the clouds. I liked it okay. That, I think the second half of the album's better than the first. I feel like this guy. Besides Benito I the feel screen. like this guy could. Is like the perfect person to like make a soundtrack for a, I best, think he'd for be, a Disney movie.
1: Sure, I think he'd be good at that. I, that I, I that's do,
0: that's like ten years.
1: I don't know. I think this guy will be go on to do great things yes. in many genres. I think he's cro- can cross genres. Mm. All okay. right, well Mark. What do you think?
2: Well, it's funny you mentioned he can do a soundtrack to a movie, because the first half of this album sounds like the soundtrack to a bad early two thousands werewolf movie. <laughs> Uh, Not a vampire movie? or it'd be Like Blade or like Underworld oh, or yeah. something. It's like, it just sounds Theory? so, it came out in 2019, but it sounds so dated. And like like what everyone was listening to after The Matrix came out or something. And I couldn't stand it. I, <laughs> I remember I was going for a drive and I told Eddie before I left. Eddie and I are roommates. And I told Eddie before I left, I'm going to listen to this Scary Pool Party album. And I got in the car, and I listened to the first track, and I texted Eddie, and I said, this isn't what we thought it was going to be. I, I really can't say much more than what Eddie already said. Uh, Beneath the Skin is good. What's the last song? Out Loud. I'm Out good. Loud is amazing. If the whole album was like Out Loud, i probably probably...
0: Give it full marks. Well, maybe we'll talk about the next scary. Movie. But it's yeah. not, <laughs> because he has he has made it public that his next album is going to be much more acoustic. I just uh, don't like. It sounded like overproduced to me, mm.
2: and everything just kind of sounded
0: muddled. Well, you can you can probably imagine that a lot of American Idol fans were very turned off by this album. Oh yeah, probably yeah. yeah. What did your mom
1: think? Does your mom listen? Did she hear this? I don't
0: think she has heard anything that's not Millennial Love uh, 10 Years or uh, Out Loud. Millennial Love is, I don't know if it was on the radio, but that was kind of the the hit song from the album. Well, like
2: Alejandro is a good musician, great musician. If he puts out an acoustic-based album or a guitar-based album, I'll, I'll, I'll be so happy to hear it. But as it stands now, I was disappointed by this. I got my hopes up. <laughs> got my hopes up for both these albums, um, uh, and uh, was disappointed. But right, hey, both.
0: but hey, that's that's not a bad thing, you know. Hey, them's the I'm, breaks. I, 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 re- I respect the opinions. That's the whole point them's of this podcast. We're not going to hurt any feelings. Um, well, I'm out. I'm out, to, I'm out for blood. Just uh, this is an adventure. We're uh, we're out to venture new ground here. So, mm-hmm. With fresh so uh, what are our final? For me, I'm gonna I'm gonna give Exit Form an eight. I'm gonna give it a solid eight. I'll go to five.
1: You know, I'll give it a five too because there, there's some really good stuff that just didn't interest me.
0: The, the,
2: the, the, potential and the ambition is very clearly there. It's just not for me. Cool. Except, I mean, four out of the five points I gave it are for "Out Loud."
0: I mean, that sucked so good. It's, it's, in, it's incredible. I'll, I'll never. That was my number one streamed track of 2019. I'll never get sick of that song. It's. Mm. If you haven't heard "Out Loud" by Scary Pool, if you listen to any song, but you know if you only listen to one scary pool party song for the rest of your life I don't think he's ever gonna release anything that's gonna outdo out loud it's, it's just that good um, but alright so I give it an 8 John Mark gives it a 5 and Eddie gives it a 5 so uh, when we come back we will wrap it up here we might uh, we might have do we have a fan question today? alright we're gonna, we're gonna talk to our fans <laughs> for the for the debut episode of Fresh Years we'll be right back <laughs>
2: Welcome back to Fresh Ears, everybody. We've just reviewed all three of our albums, and now it's time for a fan question. If you have a fan question, you can email us at freshearspodcast at gmail.com. Or uh, if you know one of us, you can always text us or let us know in person or call us, whatever. We have a voicemail question today, is that correct? Yeah, from a fan. From a fan. Wow. Already. Hi, Eddie, Mark, and Alex Casey, one of your biggest fans, uh, Mm long-time listener, first-time caller. At least I will listen for a long time once you guys uh, get more episodes out. Anyway, question. So my question for you guys is what is an album that has a big impact on your life so far?
0: All right. Look forward to hearing your answers. Bye. Well, wow, thanks. Well, Casey. that's a very hard question because well, I,
1: I have uh, many of them. I think that's a question that we want to answer through the podcast, like through the. Well, no,
2: I have an yeah. answer for. It. No, just okay. the
0: first, the first, the first <laughs> well, one that to comes shut to mind. down your own
2: girlfriend.
1: What? Oh yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's bad. <laughs> anyway, um,
0: uh,
1: <laughs> let
2: me think. If I had to boil it down to one album, oh, biggest man. impact on your life. On my life. Oh man. I don't know if it's an. Al- I don't want to change your question, Casey. Uh, I can't boil down to one album, but I can give. I can. I can give you one person. No, you know what? I'll, I'll do it one album, and it is "Poodle Hat" by Weird Al Yankovic. I was in third grade. Maybe I was a little bit older. No, I, I think I was in third or fourth grade. Watching Lizzie McGuire. On the Disney Channel. And I don't remember the events leading up to it. I don't know why this scene happened. But someone took Lizzie McGuire's Little Brothers. Weird Al poster. And he said. Oh my Weird Al poster. And I said. Dad. Who the heck is Weird Al? And he said. Oh he's a funny guy. And he makes music. Or something. And Poodle Hat. At the time was the most recent release. That Weird Al had had. And so I bought it. And I fell in love with with Weird Al and I quickly went I mean I listened to the heck out of that album and I think Weird Al is easy to write off as a novelty but I think he's a genius musically and he has gotten me into so many different bands that I'd have to say that Poodle Hats probably has the most effect on me even from the Polkas is that the Angry White Boy Polka? He's got so many. I think, it's <laughs> the, I think that's the one. He's got so um, many. But he, there's a Frank Zappa pastiche on that. It's like eight minutes long. That's I, amazing. I do like, yeah, Genius that's of France probably, is great. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else. I think Rotten is on that. The Hot in Here parody. Oh, yeah. I
1: think it is.
2: Uh, Eminem par- Like I, I don't really like Eminem or, or Nelly or anything, but Poodle Hat was so... Inspirational for me to, to hunt out other music that I'd probably say that that's the most. Man, I'll
0: never forget when I was a little kid, I was swimming in my pool, and one day I look past my pool and I see and John he's... Mark standing on the edge of my fence, just staring at me with a DVD in his hand. Whoa. And I was like, what's what's this kid doing here? So I walked out to see John I was Mark. Saying, what's this kid and doing and here? And like we he, he, haven't been best friends. And he goes friends. and he goes and he goes, hey man, you gotta check out this greatest hits music video DVD from Weird Al. <laughs> oh. Oh, check it out, and uh, that was know. also your most important. All right, all right. So, no, no. So, so this is just the first one that really comes to mind. This is an album that really I think helped form my uh, music taste during my adolescent years, and that would be from Under the Cork Tree by Fall Out oh, Boy. Hell yeah, dude. Um, so, when I was like in, I want to say when I was like in sixth or seventh grade, I really started. Uh, I had a friend who introduced me to a lot of like alternative. I don't know what you would call it, emo, whatever you want to call it. That's punk, punk. Punk, yeah, all that stuff. It's To me, it's all in the same, but it was the, f- the first band that I was really introduced to that sounded like that, and once I listened to Sugar, We're Going Down, and then dove into uh, From Under the Cork Tree, I was in that lane for a very, very long time, and the punk, emo, pop-punk, whatever you want to call it, scene really helped me go in different directions with my music taste as well you know I went the Warped Tour for freaking nine years in a row but, but you know From Under the Cork Tree by Fall Out Boy it's still an album that I can love from this day and it, it was very influential I think um, we should do off.
2: a one of these episodes because I, I think we have plans for themes eventually mm-hmm. one of these uh, podcasts should be albums that two of us love that the other person doesn't really listen to mm. and I think From Under the Cork Tree might be one of those because
0: you've not listened to "From Under the Cork Tree." I,
1: I have, but I don't like it. Wow. Well,
0: Alex, Eddie's. <laughs>
1: I haven't heard it in a long time. Maybe I'd like it now. No, you wouldn't. I told I was too cool for Fallout Boy when I first heard him.
2: Man. "From so. Under the Cork Tree" is the you album know, I would have picked if I knew that you didn't love it as much as I did. Um, and if Poodle Hat wasn't my answer, it'd probably be that. So. What about you, Eddie?
1: Uh, so yeah, the first thing that comes to my mind is this. I was gonna maybe pick it, but I might not, but uh, eventually for now, but um, this band. So I used to be real into like hard rock and like stuff like ACDC and like Led Zeppelin, cause that's what like my parents and uncle listened to and gave me CDs for. And one time, like when I got an iPod, like I searched like Van Halen on uh, I did, I was like searching Van Halen on Apple or whatever to download songs. And the song by Nerf Herder came up, called Van Halen, and I was like, "What the heck is this?" And I listened to it, and it's just like a big nerd so- talking, singing about how much he likes Van Halen. And they all are really not that good at their instruments. But I was like, "Wait, you can just write a song about how much you like something?" And it was like a pop punk band, I guess. It's poisoned you, ever yeah. Since. And I, yeah, I mean, honestly, like that was like, "Damn, dude, this is way better than anything I've ever heard." So that really led me down the punk and pop punk rabbit hole that i'm still stuck in today trying to bury out of uh what hopefully i do before of? i die I, I, if you like it you like it brother yeah but uh that just really influenced my music taste and i still like dumb people think, thinking about dumb things so that is it nerf herder by nerf herder all right well uh, thank, thank you, you casey, so much who, i mean casey for that question thank you so much casey we
2: appreciate your devoted Fandom. Yeah. So uh, now it's time for the end of the podcast. We are now going to let each other know our albums for our next episode, which hopefully will be out in uh, two weeks. Uh, so for me, I don't want to say this is a punishment for Eddie, uh, but it's... But must be taught a lesson. It's certainly in response to the Beastie Boys, I think. Uh, my album is Ex-Military by Death Grips.
0: Alright, the album album I have selected I've actually got sitting right beside me here on vinyl is Keep Doing What You're Doing by You Blew It Mm. Ready? Okay, my album is
1: um, it's a band called Hospital Job and the album is called The Believer
0: Alright, so for next week we've got Ex-Military by Death Grips Keep Doing What You're Doing by You Blew It and Hospital Job by the believer? No, the believer by hospital job. And the believer by hospital <laughs> job. Hey guys, I hope you got something out of this and I hope you uh you stick around for the next episode and uh yeah, this was uh the first episode of Fresh Years podcast. Have a great week. Love you. See you.